the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. On a pretty day here at Millburgers where the fog has lifted. Uh, there's a nice chill uh, and cool breeze that comes through every now and then. I'm in shorts and short sleeve and very comfortable. Um, so uh, we encourage you to come on out and be a part of the uh, show. And You can come visit us at 1604 on Boulevard Road. How was the traffic today? Any better? Uh, I came the you same came a different way. way. Okay. I came the safe way. Yeah, and it was very I good. Don't know if 16, <laughs> I don't know if 1604 was 14281. Like yeah, just, just in that one little part that was From a bitters, the Blanco uh, kind of to, uh, to uh, Hebner. Yeah, Hebner. Yeah, I think they're doing some construction. So avoid that on your way over here. Otherwise, it's and okay. And it was on the opposite side too. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, anyway, I think they put it with the bridge there. I think you're right. So anyway, avoid that, but head on over here to Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road and come visit with us. Lots of great stuff. I didn't realize. So we have blue bonnets um, in the six and a half, six inch, six and a half inch. Four and a half. And there's, but there's no, there's also the four and a half. There's both. Oh, is that right? So there's a the little and square and one, and there's the round one, too. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, one's uh, 199 the other's 249 or something. Okay. They're good-looking plants. Yeah, they are, aren't they? I mean, they're they're bushy. And it's still, it's still not too late to plant them out. Ain't no more hunkering down for those guys. No, they're... They're, they're ready to roll. Uh, we see our first blue-bonnet blooms, because... Uh, somebody, some some people are already seeing blue bonnet bloom. Really? Uh, the, they drink a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the uh, the weatherman I was watching the other day uh, said that people are sending him pictures of blue bonnet blooms. Oh my goodness! Already? already this year. Okay. But they're the the first the king bloom. What we call king blooms or primary blooms. They're not the ones that make the big show. Okay. So uh, uh, you still got time to plant blue bonnets. Um, and they won't, they, you know, they won't, perhaps it won't be the as big a bloom as if you had planted them two months ago. Won't be a bigger plant. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they'll still drop some seed for you. Oh, and yeah. That's what yeah. you're after. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're good to use to uh, naturalize an area. Yeah, the sooner you get them out, the better. I noticed that the, well, there, we still have the <laughs> poppies out there, too, the maroon poppies. Oh, yeah. And those in my garden are kind of perking up. and. Mm-hmm. and oh, uh, are they really? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, the Mine other, aren't yet, but that's good to hear. Uh, the uh, the other thing that's really taken off are the 
Larkspur. Oh, e- yeah. Even those that I uh, transplanted. transplanted. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. didn't miss a beat, did they? They didn't. But uh, they are, they're nowhere close to those that uh, started by seed in, in the regular cut flower garden. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're they're part of the uh, the uh, henbit and chickweed uh, weed uh, <laughs> cover that's that I'm constantly battling there in the snapdragons and stock. Um, the stock the stock really looks good. That that uh, yeah. that uh, that allow grow henbit. Uh, uh, that uh, eventually, yeah, yeah. When they when they first when they bolt out. And you were right. The uh, is the hen bit the one that's real sticky, purple, or is that bed straw? Bed straw. Yeah. So we have a bunch of it. So yeah, I remember I, do I, too. I could hear Calvin's voice in my ear. There's a certain satisfaction that comes from raking it up. And so I got a you know the little rake, the metal one that kind of yeah. it's about it, yeah, maybe two or a half inches tall. I just started. It's like it just ripped up from the ground. And nothing underneath changed, so it was like okay. So yeah, so it was. I got a a huge uh, pile, maybe about yeah. I, you can't see it. Yeah, it sticks together. You can yeah. squish it uh, to make it a little pile if you want. Oh okay. But I I did the same thing. I started, to, but then I, you know, I got it was coming up all right, and I said, but boy, this would be more satisfying and easier if it, if I let it grow another week. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, it's so, so much easier and so sh- much shorter. Plus, if it's in a shrub border or in a cover, you know, like a uh, wildlife border, you got other things in there. you got your cat's claw vines running yeah. through there and all kinds of things. So it, it's, it's a easier when it's a little bigger and you don't have to go all the way to the ground to, to rake it up. But it's right. that That's probably one of the best ways. To pick up uh, bed straw, but Jerry uh, Jerry said that it uh, our uh, weed free zone. Really yeah, that me- that weed free zone uh, herbicide uh, just melts it. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, you get it the okay. next day. You want you know but what? You I don't mean? get the satisfaction you got in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I imagine it depending on how much you have, that satisfaction <laughs> could wear thin. <laughs> and it's in. Uh, they, we've got it in. Uh, Hose in sprayers, the hose in sprayers where you can. Oh, yeah, that's good. Where you can just spray it on. Now the other thing I was getting, I was uh, taking out some uh, Cape honeysuckle, changing a, a garden around the patio, and uh, so I had remedy. Oh. And, and, I, and so I thought, well, as long as I'm working with remedy, I'll uh, go spray the cat's claw. There you go. And uh, that works on cat's claw. It has worked in the past, but not as fast. Really worked fast on the Cape honeysuckle, and then it really worked fast on the uh, bed straw that I uh, sprayed with it. You know what I'm trying to get when you're trying to use it all up. Oh, you're looking for little places you can spray. How fast is fast? Uh, shows uh, symptoms in three days. Okay. And when you when you see symptoms from Roundup or Remedy or one of the or a weed-free zone, that that means it's on the way. Yeah. So you you have to give it time. Yeah, you got, uh, but you can be confident that it's eventually going to get the job done. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero 
308-8867. So Calvin already took a, a shot at this. and What is it? This is, this is my Belinda's dream and how oh. horrible it looks. Look at that. Doesn't look that horrible. It, 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 <laughs> no, it doesn't. It that's, didn't. that's not the way I pictured it. I, uh, that's... Yeah. It's a nice flat little, it's a nice full bloom. It just, did you? this is all it's going to do, I think. Did you see any, did you crumple it a little bit? See no. Any? I didn't see any. Uh, no, I don't cave, see any trips. I didn't see any trips either. That's, uh, <clears throat> that's, what do we call that, uh, where the petals stick together? That, that's from the, uh, the, uh, Old-fashioned rose that is crossed. The, uh, they oh. cross to a hybrid tea. Yeah, and a old-fashioned rose, and that's called what? Well, where the petals stick together because of sticky petals. Humid, humid weather. Oh, huh. Son of a, a gun. lot. A lot of the old have had that, uh, especially when the it's cool and and humid too. Yeah. Well, it has been cool and humid. Okay. Now that Mrs. Dudley Cross is really making an attempt, that's the, the one I have the most uh, blooms on. Well, knockout, knockout. Yeah, the knockouts look good. Knockout. Okay. Um, okay, so don't worry about it. There's nothing I can do. Just relax and keep. Uh, as you say, we'll worry about something else. Yeah, just take those blooms off. Okay. They're not gonna open. All right. Back fertilize it. Did you fertilize it? Um, a while back, so I can do it again. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. How's that Satsuma? It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm yeah. still picking the Which one is this? Okitsu. Which is, what, what did we have last week? Okitsu. Oh, yeah, because this is also very sweet. This yeah. Is, and this has a little more tartness maybe than last week's. Yeah. This, is this, one, this is the one that the possums are picking for. Yeah. Oh. The, po- the possums... <laughs> Have gotten all the that they can reach from the roof. I had a, a good bunch of them on the on the roof, and something bringing getting them. And uh, they 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 peel in them. You know, they actually peel in them. And I found one. It must be squirrels. And I found one. Look at Milton picking your own citrus there. Yeah. I thought he was giving me a dental treat. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I found him in the front yard, maybe 50 yards from the tree. Yeah. And uh, they've been completely peeled, and they've been gnawed on. And they didn't eat it all, though? They didn't eat it all. I just leave it there. Now they they may come back and eat it over yeah. a period of time. Or possum, some, something. The possum eats the whole thing. Yeah. And the possum will find the ones that are something else. I, well, I will occasionally see. Well, I, I see where the squirrels will sit on the fence, mm-hmm. tall deer fence, uh, and uh, they'll open the pecans and the, right. and the acorns and everything, and then occasionally. Uh, one of the fruits too. They'll be okay. They'll pe- peel it. So they peel it. The yeah, fruit. Yeah, not as I, often. I think it's squirrels. We have some squirrels digging up our cyclamen. Squirrels eating the cyclamen. Oh, not, Lord. Eat, not eating them. They're digging them up. Looking either looking for the <laughs> nuts they've hit buried or burying nuts. They do. Flower, flower pots are just loaded with uh, 
The other weird thing Pocahontas. they're doing is the uh, Purple Heart. They're tearing off all the foliage all the way down to the soil, so we have to regrow it. I'm betting on the pre- Purple Heart. I'm, I'm sure it it's will. coming back. I think so. The squirrels actually—they're actually doing you a favor because that, that new shoot growth is a real pretty and purple. No, it's not at my house. This is here. Oh, this is here. This oh, is here. I thought this was at your house in a flower bed. All right, Trace. Well, let's see. This is about the time of uh, the show that we talk about things that are coming in, things that are here, all that good stuff. So you want to take it away? He's busy eating his... I know. I, no. uh, I saw that, so I was <laughs> stalling as much as I could. Well, uh, we're, we're getting in uh, tomato selections. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. I had a gentleman uh, sort up a whole flat this morning of those four-and-a-half-inch ones. Uh, tycoon okay, was out there. Good. He had Tycoon, Celebrity... Um, I think it was Ruby Crush. It was it was a rodeo tomato. Ruby from a Crush. Of that's years what ago. I was trying to think. Oh, of. that's um, the sweet cherry. Yeah, that's okay. over there in the gallon. In the gallon. Okay. So, uh, but he had a, a nice assortment of twenty plants, and uh, it's time to do it. Good. Better be ready to pot them up. Yeah, and I've got the complete write up on exactly how to do that on plantanswers.com. I've also got uh, pictures uh, that we didn't make to, to the paper with of the, this uh, this road this new rodeo tomato, and uh, so you can see actually what size it is. Uh, HM eighty eight forty nine, right? And so, uh, and I also got a picture of the. Uh, the two pictures of the uh, uh, maroon poppy, Greg's maroon poppy. And, okay. and so, uh, so if you really want to see what they what they look like, the other thing that I I think that was this my it's my column on the pruning. Start pruning plants okay. now to clean up winter's mess. The the we talked about uh, pruning back the plants with uh, winter kill um, that's pretty easy you know with the poinciana and firebush and most of those we can just cut them right at level the ground but then then it's also time to uh, prune your peach trees and uh, oh, absolutely fruit trees and that that's another place to go to uh, uh, plantanswers.com to see the diagrams I, pr- I prune mine you know and it's uh it's uh, much easier to do when you've got uh, four peach trees instead of uh, <laughs> four hundred, huh? T- t- uh, two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> oh Lord! But uh, <clears throat> and yeah, I'm sure the the commercial peach uh, orchards out there they probably started in first of January and are going strong. Yeah, people always get upset when they see one or two blooms up there. They say, "Well, it's too late to prune now." You can prune. You can prune the blooms off, and yeah. it doesn't hurt the tree. If you're a savage, if Jerry, you know, <laughs> I guess. Well, that keeps you from having to thin them so much. I have to admit that I, of course, the Texas. The only one that I've got is the blooming is the Texas, uh, the uh, Florida, Florida King. King. Yeah, and that that's a, it's a nice shaped plant, and uh, the blooms are not. 
overwhelming on it either, so I, I didn't prune, I didn't prune it. There you go. Severely. Blooms on a peach tree are really pretty. We've, some of the ones we've got down there are uh, in full bloom. Well, that that it's other one that you have, have you still got that red berry? Uh, probably. Yeah, that is uh, amazing. I haven't. Oh yeah, seen, that's killer. I haven't blooming. seen that for ten or eleven years. No, uh-uh, not for sale. Huh? That's a great, yeah, very attractive. You'll notice it if, with regular peach trees because of the color, more color in the bloom and the larger bloom, and then it's good fruit. Yeah, it surprises you with the with the real nice set of fruit. Did y'all see we got the the Texas flowering quince in? I saw that over in the corner. Yeah. There. That's that's becoming hard to find. Yeah, you know, most growing operations grow what they can sell thousands of, and uh, and turn a profit. But and this is this is a plant that's great in our. Uh, our landscape, but uh, it, it's not commonly planted anymore. It's what right. flowering quince. Yeah, that orange, yeah. Fla- orangish red flower over there. Yeah, you made you made flower. that a plant of the weekend a while back. I uh, remember last year. I think. Yeah, okay. And so you have them again. That's yep. good. If you if you missed them, it's always a limited number. So yeah, you know, we'll get in ten or twenty while they're blooming, and that's probably it for the year. That might be one that if you uh, now have heard us and you're going, oh man, I want one of those. That you may want to call. 210-497-3760, 210-497-3760, and tell them to put one aside for you, and you'll be here uh, later today or tomorrow. Or Do they grow those a lot in Tennessee? What's the, that? The flowering quince, the the ornamental. That, More uh, than they do here. Yeah. yeah do they, call it, they, they, they call it Texas flowering quince? <laughs> or do they call it Tennessee flowering quince? Uh, probably. Uh, just flowering quince. I was trying to remember. I've seen them yeah, some places. I, I think they have a high chill requirement. No. Yeah, mid, uh, maybe Missouri and areas like that, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Well, these came out of uh, Oklahoma, and they still call them Texas flowering quince. Okay. Cool. Now, let's see. So we talked a little bit about the tomatoes that we have here. Yeah. Um, what else is coming in? Or? Well, so the, there's going to be a few odds and ends coming in vegetables, but we're still pretty good on the cool weather stuff. So spinach, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, lettuce. Onions. Onions. Uh, we still have a few strawberries. Uh, the herb selection is starting to get better. And uh, the color selection should be changing over here pretty soon. So we've still got the... The winter stuff, your pansies and snapdragons, if you need to replace stuff. You know, that stock in in four inch pots. And you had uh, Cliff Bingham, uh, one of our uh, longtime master gardeners and excellent gardener. He was in to, to see your uh, alyssum, the, oh, the white stream lobularia. There you uh, go. Lobularia, yeah, the white stream. Lobby area. Lobby area. <laughs> the lobby area. That's how I remember it. Um, I couldn't remember. I couldn't even. I can never remember the white stream either. Yeah. I want to call oh. it lake for some reason. White yeah. lake. Huh? Yeah, we went through that yesterday. <laughs> All right. So that would be the <clears throat> plant of, of the, the weekend. weekend. And do you want to talk about the plant of the weekend? Yes, let's do that. Okay. All right, so uh, White Stream Lobularia, and uh, we researched it yesterday. It was a Texas superstar yeah. uh, a year or two ago. And it is a, for lack of better words, it is a summer alyssum. There you go. Uh, That's right. So the blooms are a little bit bigger than your regular alyssum, still has the good fragrance, but it can survive once the nights get warm, whereas the regular alyssum uh, doesn't. It's a, it's a regular alyssum, and even this alyssum is good 
for winter butterflies, but this one is a uh, is better because it'll is that transition period when right. when your milkweed and uh, porterweed and uh, misflower are all waiting to start blooming. This this is blooming full sp- full speed ahead. Yeah, generally, well, this one can take pretty good cold, so 20, 20 degrees right. or so wouldn't bother me. Mm. No, I didn't. Uh, that uh, November fourteenth uh, cold did not af- affect the ones we had in our containers. Listen, uh, affected petunias and uh, yeah, some of the others, but not not the listen. And we discussed different places. It would look good as a border. Uh, in a bed, it would look good as a porter. In a, you came up with a hanging basket. The I hanging thought that basket. was a pretty good idea. Thank you. Well, you know, every now and then, with Jerry's expression about blind it's squirrels. So, it's so rare. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we forget. Yes. So, um, yeah, the, the hanging basket, the whiskey barrel. Y'all have done that yes. in years past. And put, what, What's a good thing to put in the center and to surround it with a listen? They, when we planted it up, we had a... Uh, an African iris, so a dianes. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was the one with the yellow bloom, bicolor, mm-hmm. bicolor iris. So it's, and what what size pot? They are four and a half inch pots. Four and a half inch pot. Okay. And they are two ninety nine. All right. And how many do we have? Uh, less than yesterday. Oh, okay. I don't. I can go look at it. Here That's okay. Second. But so uh, just the fact that it's less than yesterday. That's plenty. But there's still there's still I'm enough. Ten, I'm running ten flats, so two hundred yeah. plants. Okay. So there's still enough to do some uh, six or eight uh, containers yeah. of them. Oh, sure. And I was just you know like the quince. You better get here pretty quick if you want to make sure call. Yeah. With these, maybe not so much, but just as a convenience, you might want to call the nursery. At four nine seven three seven six zero, and have them put aside. So you just come in, and you pick up your uh, white stream lobby area, and uh, <laughs> that was actually pretty close. It was close. If you mumble the lobby area; it sounds right. Um, but yeah, you can uh, pick it up here, and just uh, and then uh, you know it's waiting for you. So um, one nice thing is on a larger container. I think when we first did it, we tried to do it on a smaller container. And uh, a lism, any lism, when you just stick a cutting in a large, in a container, it doesn't look very sellable. This is true. It doesn't, very, doesn't look very attractive. But these in the four and a half inch have already started to fill out and are in bloom and things oh, like that. Cool. Well, the other thing is that they're, we, we talk about them being good with heat. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, even even these these uh, ones that are good with heat, you don't when they're in those little containers. Oh you Put yeah. it directly into the hot weather. It was, yeah, it was tough on it. It was a little, you know, it's a little easier in the winter time. So the larger containers yeah. are a well, better way to go. And they get the root system established now, and right. they'll be able to take the heat even better. There you go. All right, cool. Anything else? Uh, Exciting. I started getting a lot of topiaries in, so I mentioned oh, Oklahoma a little while ago. So um, we got a lot of juniper topiaries and some ligustrum topiaries that came in. So if, you, if you're interested in, like, spiral-cut junipers or three-pawl junipers, uh, great selection now. What do we? What's the best value we have in the uh, lawn fertilizer? Because it's time. we got to remind everybody that they're vegetables. Um, the onions and the green vegetable, uh, the gr- greens, 
they all need uh, another fertilization. Supplemental life. Yeah, either uh, winterizer or uh, slow-release lawn we fertilizer. Have the, we have the 1959 uh, ready to go, and then we have small bags of different things, too. So, like uh, onions, for example, we've got ammonium sulfate in small bags as well as big bags. Uh, that's great for all your cold-weather crops as well. Uh, if you want to do it organically, we've got uh, blood meal. That's a good nitrogen source. And then the uh, that we also... We are more, more likely to forget fertilizing uh, our snapdragons and our stocks mm-hmm. and uh, dianthus and uh, the alyssum. So we need to fertilize them, too. We're just getting into that the best bloom period of uh, our snapdragons. Oh, what, yeah. What, uh, what, Trace, what are these? Or the snapdragons over there, that kind of a different... That's stock. Yeah. Cause, oh, that's stock. No wonder I couldn't picture it. Yeah, it, it stopped me coming around that corner there. So the fragrance? The fragrance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they, look, they look nice. They do. Uh, that little apricot color is, uh, yeah. I hadn't seen that before. Hmm. I, I blame Trace. I thought Trace put those up to trap people as they come down the aisle. Well, you do yeah. see. Yeah, they well, stop that fragrance. Yeah, well, even over there you saw yeah, the oh, stocks, yeah. they walk, and then they're. <laughs> and they're kind of looking around to figure out what it is that smells so good. That is retail 101. Okay. Yeah. There's actually another stop, uh, show-stopping, walk-stopping smell, too, right over there. Y'all have talked about them a little bit. But over there, you walk but by the onions. Yeah, yeah. You right. kind of walk by and it's like, ooh, what smells so good? <laughs> it makes you hungry. <laughs> what is it? It makes you hungry. It does. The, the onions. onions. All onions. the onions there, the little starts and stuff. It's, it's like... <laughs> Woo, that smells good. A good fragrance. Sounds. Yeah, it is. It's not like stocks. That's <laughs> sweet, but it's uh, it's it got its own. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we're going to got to be a burger connoisseur. Maybe for, so. For yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road with. Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. A great day to head on over to Millburgers is today because you'll find terrific savings. I've got so much to tell you about. We're going to start off with our state flower. The Texas Blue Bonnet is a Texas superstar, and it's on sale here at Millburgers for just $2.48 in the six-inch pot. This Texas tradition is absolutely gorgeous. Put it in the yard or do like I do and put them in containers and enjoy them throughout the spring. Fruit trees are on sale at Millburgers. Now is the best time to buy and the best selection of the year is at Millburgers. Apples, peaches, pears, plums, apricots and more, all varieties selected and recommended to do well in this area on sale in the 5-gallon container. Are you ready? 26.88. Berries and grapes are on sale in the 2 and 3-gallon containers for just 19.88. You'll save on pecan trees and much much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery 1604 on Bull Road on the web at millburgernursery.com. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. 
So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomLineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM The Answer Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch Hey, if you've got those bugs that are bugging you or the uh, season's getting ready to change and you're a little worried, maybe last year was pretty tough with uh, roaches and scorpions and ants and termites and uh, rats and stuff bothering Wildlife. Yep. And bothering your house. Uh, Give Spider-Man, Spider-Man Pest Control, a call and uh, let him take care of you and uh, take care of those guys. But, I mean, that take care of in a different way, if you know what I mean. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. He's uh, been doing this since 1976, and is uh, thorough. He'll also uh, kind of scout the area to find out, you know, we're not just going to kill them. We're going to find out if there's something in your home that's either attracting them or giving them entry. Because a lot of times your home is just attractive because it's there. Uh, moisture, warmth, all that make your home more attractive. So he can kind of look around and look where maybe things are coming in and uh, help you with that as well. It's a Spider-Man Pest Control, and it's at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, and you can call them at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. I think my roaches left. Do you? Yeah, I think they got tired of there not being enough food around. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> oh, you could change that. I know. Uh, Maybe I'll scatter some crumbs. Yeah, just a little poor little guy. Or just leave some dog food on the in the pan and that's the, what, overnight. That's yeah. what they were. Oh. Yeah. And we found out this is weird. Slugs like cat food. Really? Yeah. We uh, 
have some little cats in the neighborhood, so we had some food. They didn't eat it all, and so we came back to the house, and there were slugs all <laughs> over it. Gross. That's I know. weird. It is weird. Hey, Bud's on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Bud, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Sure. Uh, well, how can we help you? Yesterday, you had a gentleman on. He was talking about the uh, oak wilt. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, I was doing different work, different rooms in the house. I wasn't able to catch everything, but uh, I thought I heard him say, you really shouldn't be pruning, you know, if there's any way you can avoid it, uh, pruning your oak tree uh, between February and the last of June. That's what he said. That's the, yeah, that's when the beetles are active. So that means, for example, on March 1, I could start. Well. Then July 1, I better not do any more. <laughs> no, uh, well, that that's the reason why you paint paint everything. Because well, there's a whole bunch of circumstances where you uh, certain times of the year the arborists and the uh, the guys that do do the trimming are not as busy. The prices are better, and then our weather is so erratic that the beetles. You know, there's nothing magic about the the first of those months. It's right, just they were right. for at the beginning of this whole thing. We tried to pin down that the exact days and times when you shouldn't mm-hmm. prune but it that that certainly didn't work but if you were people looking for uh times when there's more potential to spread oak wilt that's that's what those dates indicate or yeah show. yeah yeah i realize and i think uh this season this year uh you can't hold fast on that march one uh it may have been february one this year uh, but just, you know, to kind of uh, paint it in my mind as an easily rememberable block, through February, through the end of February, uh, um, there's a good chance we wouldn't have any problems. Right. Uh, and that would last through June 30. Yeah, until the hottest part of the summer. Uh-huh. Uh, but beginning July 1, I'm kind of getting in that period where, well, maybe you better think twice. <laughs> well, no, July, July is the hot, hottest part of summer. So that's another time when you're the, beetle, the, the either the disease or the beetles are not active. Yeah, so, okay. if I, so February through June was preferred not to. Yeah, that's. Is that right? Yeah, mild, uh, okay. mild weather. And then again, then again, and in the fall, there's a period when there's mild weather and the potential for the disease, the, the fungal spores, and the beetles to be active. Did you find what you heard yesterday interesting, Bud? We had a couple folks that have called in and, and kind of said, hey, that was really interesting on, on the Oakland. Yes. Yes, it was. It was almost like a symposium. It almost was a symposium, yeah. yes. It was an on-air symposium. You know, we did that on-air rutabaga symposium. It did not do as well as this. No, one. it really didn't. I hate to admit that. 
Well, I'm, I'm going to side with Jerry on that. Rutabaga. The rutabaga? I, I, I don't want to be near rutabagas. Oh, man, not even near them. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Hope we helped okay. you. Thank you, guys. Bye, bud. Thanks for Bye. calling. Jerry's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Jerry. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm looking out at my lawn, and I see clover. And is there anything that I can spray on there to kill it? And like the, it's a Bermuda grass under it. Oh, yeah, you're... Uh Wait for his own. Wait for his own. will deal deal with right. it. And you, you also need to get in the habit of uh, better lawn maintenance. The more things that you do to make the grass better, the less clover you're going to have. So that tends to go into compacted <laughs> soil uh, soil situations. So core aerating, uh, putting compost out twice a year, a good quality pre-emergent uh, like uh, uh, gallery that would uh-huh. uh, twice a year along with the weed-free zone, and you could get rid of them fairly quick. But it's, it's really about okay. upkeeping the grass and keeping the soil healthy. Uh, you won't have as well, in the first place. The uh-huh. first two years, I guess we put maybe six years ago, the first two years we had nothing but thick Bermuda grass. And yeah. now as the years go on, well, we've got more and more weeds. Well, we I was discussing that with... Uh, person this morning and uh, the, the one of the major issues is that our trees shade shade yeah especially a Bermuda grass lawn even San Augustine he had San Augustine in it you know 20 years ago that lawn was perfect yeah now it just doesn't you know doesn't doesn't we don't have that bi- our trees aren't that big you know to make shade oh now, okay now that I don't know for sure which, if that, you know, a lot of times we identify plants as clover that aren't always clover, but there's one black medic that's real common right now. It's got little yellow flowers, but that's also, oh, yeah. that's, a, no. that's a reseeding uh, perennial. It's kind of like our horse herb. Mm-hmm. So no, that, this, this doesn't have any flowers or anything. It's just got the one major root and then all the little scragglers that make up a big clump. How, how tall are you mowing your Bermuda? I mean, obviously it's not growing right now, but what's the height that you're trying to keep it at? I have no idea. My husband mows it out there and he zooms around and I don't know. <laughs> all right, well, it's have, have, him, have him, well, it ought to be short. So have him short. set the mower down and, uh, and have him mow more frequently. That's going to help too. That, yeah, that probably. What was the uh, spray to put on the clover? Weed-free Weed. zone. Weed-free zone. Okay, because we've yeah, got, he's got a hay yeah. field, and the hay field is beautiful. There's no, but then he sprays it periodically and fertilizes right. it. Yeah, I was going to mention that you need to fertilize your Bermuda lawn about every 30 days. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, he, no. Yeah, no wonder it looks so bad. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Jerry. All right. Uh-huh. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. All right, what you got, guys? There, You got something you want to talk about? I don't know if we were the weed, the weed out. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at uh, 
Niels Perry's questions and answers in uh, yesterday's paper. And uh, somebody wrote in, probably from uh, Floresville, said, what, what is the best way to get rid of large patches of sandbars? Have you ever had that question before, Calvin? Mm, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Not more than every year. And he talks about it'll take a year or two to eliminate. And uh, he says, identify the average date of the last killing free for your county. That date should be widely published in the, online. Figure back 15 to 20 days from that date and target that as the day to apply pre-emergent weed granules such as Dimension, Halts, Bailiton. Is that the one we have? Um, Amaze and Excel 2G. Amaze and what? And Excel 2G would be the other ones. Yeah, they they both got Bailiton in them. them. Oh, okay. And then what... What I what what caught my attention was he says uh, uh, we do not have a spray that will kill existing grass burr plants. I can't hear. So those pre-emergent granules are the only hope that you have. Now he 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 uh, has no way to keep up with uh, with the uh, with the new chemicals coming on the market like uh, we have we have trace here to. Uh, call our attention to new chemicals uh what we used to use on bermuda was msma and uh, they took that off the market so now we have one called fertilone weed out with crabgrass killer right that's it and that kills the uh it lists goat heads so if it kills a goat head yeah it kills those it should kill those uh, so that kills the little plants that have the grass burr. And so that's that's something that requires a temperature window of like 60 to 90 degrees. Yeah. Once we start getting above the 90 mark, then they then they could use image. Image will control oh, okay. the uh, the adult plants without hurting the grass. So that's well, we shouldn't have we shouldn't have any sand burrs yet. No. No, because they're uh, yeah, or well, crabgrass. Oh, we're two weeks. Uh, but he's trying to get people to put out the pre-emergent now, yeah. which is, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's timely. First, so the ones yeah. that they're going to find out of that though is going to be, as far as brand names, it's going to be high yield with dimension. Okay. And then it's going to be Amaze, which uh, was the green, well, still green light. Yeah. Uh, and XL2G for people that have big areas. That's Amaze on steroids. And yet, you can buy that in large quantities at a reasonable price per. Unit. You saying XL two G two G? Excellent. It's uh, if if you got a, a big property, that's really the only affordable way to do it. Because yeah. that'll do slightly shy of a half an acre uh, per bag. And so, if you miss some, and they come up, they sprout after after you put on this pre-emergent. Uh, then, uh, then you use this fertilome weed out with grass crabgrass killer. Up to ninety degrees, and then you change the image. Up to ninety degrees, did, and then you change the image. Did he talk? Uh, did he talk about when to apply again for the uh, pre-emergent, or just days. the once? Um, ninety days exactly. Yeah, then precisely ninety days after that first application, 
treat a second time with one of those same materials to give yourself a full season of prevention. Yeah, because sand, sandburrs are notorious that the seed is long lasting. No, it's yeah. another one of those uh, wildflower or seeds or right. that can go last for several years. Now, uh, is sandburr the plant? Is it an annual or does it come up a- from a- uh, roots? annual? It's well, an annual. One, yeah. one thing we skipped is this is only safe on Bermuda. Yeah, right, right. Now the image can be sprayed on any of the normal turf grasses. Oh, okay. This weed out with crabgrass killer, uh, it can't tell the difference between the Sandburr and the St. Augustine. Right. Now, we generally, of course, it's no, there's no hard, fast rule, but generally uh, it's easier to grow Bermuda grass in that kind of soil. Sandy situation, yeah. yeah. So you, that's what you're often faced with. Okay. San Augustine grass is, uh, likes the heavier soil and and if you can water it, it can, it can generally out-compete the Samber. Famous last words. <laughs> and this, this weed out, Fertilone weed out, uh, uh, we're looking at a spray bottle. It comes in concentrates. And Does it stuff come too? in concentrate yeah. too? Okay. Hey, we need to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. A great day to head on over to Millburgers is today because you'll find terrific savings. I've got so much to tell you about. We're going to start off with our state flower. That Texas Blue Bonnet is a Texas superstar and it's on sale here at Millburgers for just $2.48 in the six inch pot. This Texas tradition is absolutely gorgeous. Put it in the yard or do like I do and put them in containers and enjoy them throughout the spring. Fruit trees are on sale at Millburgers. Burgers. Now is the best time to buy, and the best selection of the year is at Millburgers. Apples, peaches, pears, plums, apricots, and more, all varieties selected and recommended to do well in this area. On sale in the five-gallon container. Are you ready? Twenty-six eighty-eight. Berries and grapes are on sale in the two- and three-gallon containers for just nineteen eighty-eight. You'll save on pecan trees and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at Millburger Nursery. On February 6th, finally returning to San Antonio for one night only at the Tobin Center, the greatest big band of all time, the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Call now at 210-223-8624. Pennsylvania An evening of jazz, swing, and timeless classics. From New York, the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Pardon me, boy. Is that the Chattanooga choo-choo? Tickets yeah. on sale now at the Tobin Center box office. Online at tobincenter.org or by phone at 210-223-8624. Presented by DDA in collaboration with the San Antonio Express News. 
9.30 a.m. The Answer presents the ultimate Valentine's Date Night Prize Pack. Caramel Lover Chocolates from Alamo City Chocolate Factory. Dinner for two at Beto's Alt Max on Broadway. Gold Forever Roses from Mark Sadowski Jewelers. And two tickets to Any Woman Can's Amazing Night of Entertainment. Featuring live music from Ruben V, Drew Worsham's Art of Illusions, and emceed by Sunny Melendres on February 15th. Register now at 9.30 a.m. TheAnswer.com. Bodie Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Bodie Taney and Ray Bentley's incredible new adventure book, On the Mountain of the Lord. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Do you know how many dentists I have to choose from in Los Angeles? This is Dennis Prager, and the answer is, it doesn't matter. Because my dentist is Dr. Stan Shelton right here in San Antonio. That's the truth. What do I like about visiting Dr. Shelton? Everything, including talking to him about the issues of the day. I love the guy, and he's a great dentist. So let me recommend without hesitation my dentist, Dr. Stan Shelton. You'll find him online at drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com or 210-590-7878. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So we got a text in. Someone wants to know, what uh, with Valentine's Day coming up, will Millburgers be having some Valentine's Day specials? Um, or can you tell us about them just yet? I don't think I know quite yet. Okay. Uh, but I'm pretty sure uh, orchids will be in there somewhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. The, like the phalaenopsis. Uh, the yep. When do roses come in? Uh, well, we've got some knockouts. Uh, I think we've got some metabulus coming in this week. Um, some drift roses coming in this oh, week. Oh, yeah, you really... Uh, we were, but we as far as the, the fancy stuff, it's generally the second week in March. That oh, okay. Materialize, or start okay. materializing. We get, we get so many, it comes in over a two or three week period. They texted an idea called kind of a build-your-own-bouquet thing. But you all actually kind of do that. You put together, uh, are you still selling the baskets that already have the, uh, yeah, kind of like a bouquet of uh, stuff? Of we've got some mixed baskets that are ab- yeah. absolutely gorgeous hanging up on the uh, on the awning over there. Yeah, so you can kind of have your own little bouquet and uh, just a bit of li- a living bouquet. Yeah. We did get in some uh, floral-grade mums and floral-grade azaleas as well. Oh, okay. Hmm. I saw some geraniums. I saw somebody walking. Yep. Past the geranium season started. We got in a, a great selection of African violets, all kinds of colors. Oh, that's a nice. And that's a real good one for uh, for kids to give because it's not so expensive. Yeah, they're pretty. Okay. 
So from orchids to the baskets. Cyclamen are even a great indoor plant. Yeah. Yeah. They'll bloom if you got them inside in the air conditioning. They'll bloom for all year round. And if you bought the uh, the Phalaenopsis for uh, Christmas, is it still okay to give it for Valentine's? Sure. <laughs> you just take it away and then bring it back in another container? How do you do that? There you go. That'll work. Buy another one. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, and then, it'll, it'll last through Mother's Day. Okay. Well, I've seen some interesting ones. Uh, I've yeah. seen tomatoes been given. Really? Yeah. Well, it depends on what your Valentine wants. You're right. Maybe they want tomatoes. Which tomato would you give? Uh, at this point, uh, tycoon or celebrity, probably. All right. Oh yeah, we did or like mention. the one you bought. It's very good. Yeah, uh, those are those the, are fun. People the, who the dwarf tree surprise, especially for people who like don't really grow a lot of tomatoes. There, it's it's uh, very forgiving. They don't have anything tomato. to do, and they're just gonna re- ready to stand there by the plant, pick and pick and pick and pick. Curse your name, but for a while they're praising your name until they have to pick the tomatoes, and then. It never stops. This, this thing will please stop. Just stop. Uh, <laughs> I can't eat any more tomatoes and salad. Even the I'm, birds can't keep up. I'm up to my ears and like a pin. Um, but they're the they're the one one of the tomatoes that uh, fares uh, pretty consistently well in the taste test. Uh-huh. You know, mo- most of the others depend on when they get when they get picked how ripe they are and everything. But BHN nine sixty eight, then. Uh, the other one, Ruby, Ruby Crush, was another mm-hmm. one. That's another little one that uh, has a good taste. And watch this. And you know what would be great for your Valentine is a beautiful decorative uh, tomato cage. I knew it. I wanted that. I wanted <laughs> to say something so bad. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. You can say so, so we got some really. I know this sounds odd. We got some really pretty. Colorful tomato cages. Uh-huh. We've got two different blues. We've got two different greens. We've got red. We've got like an anodized purple. And uh, nothing makes a tomato plant look more snazzy than a yeah. uh, colorful tomato cage. And there are a lot of folks. It does uh, help when them. there's tomatoes on there. Yes, true. But there were a lot of folks buying them yesterday. Uh, there was that one man. Gosh, I don't know how many he got. He stood there over a while and kept picking them out. I think he was. Looking for just the right color. But, yeah, they are kind of cool because they are. you don't see that You don't lot. see it at all. No. So there's that. Let's see. What else are good Valentine's Day ideas? Um, anything else unique I'm trying to think of? Uh, well, the fruit trees on sale. Ooh. Grapes. Mm. Black grapes. Grapes and berries. Figs. Pomegranates. What type of grapes? Uh, let's see. Well, we've got the Texas the, Superstar from last year. Y- yeah. The... Victoria Red. Victoria Victoria Red. Red. Good for you, Milton. I remember. And, and we uh, got black Spanish. Yep. And there's uh, Champanelles out there. And uh, I think I'm missing a variety. There's one more out black there. Black Spanish? I think, yep. Yeah, black Spanish is out there. And let's see. Hold on. I'll open up my... Uh, and so then you're pre-thinking. Maybe you can make wine. Oh, Blanc de Bois. There's, there's Blanc de Bois out there. They're 1988 in the. Jerry's looking uh, at me funny. <laughs> that's right. That's David's favorite. Containers. That's David's favorite. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's about a savings of a third, I think. Yeah, off of them. Uh, so they can actually grow these, get some grapes. Some of these can be turned into wine, which could be yeah. uh, a tradition. There you go. Make your own wine. Um, got fruit trees on sale. We mentioned that. I think hops is a great gift. You do? Yeah, it is. It's for Valentine's yes, Day? Yes, you bet. Why? Why what, what is it? What is it? Well, no, there's no reason not. I just didn't know what the thought process was. Well, I just, I don't know. It just uh, sounded like a good one. 
you, you, something you, I would like. You for, make my heart hop, there and you, then ooh, you kind of like give her the hops. No, I like that. Okay, I'm just thinking. Um, let's see, blue bonnets would make a nice Valentine's. Citrus tree. Yeah, citrus tree really would make a nice one. Something sweet for my sweet. Uh, those ten-inch stalks over there. Yeah, uh, everybody. It is a great cut flower, as Calvin's mentioned. Um, in fact, the, I used to buy them as cut flowers at Sam's, and I'd take them to my wife, and it, it would overpower their office for oh, like, that right? two weeks. And uh, so that'd be a great one as a growing plant to give to somebody. Onions. Uh, <laughs> for the right person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, on that note, we could say cactus for the right person. Okay. Hmm. Not sure where. Yeah. Are there are there chocolate there, trees? There will be at least one person. Are there chocolate there trees to give? Uh, There's a uh, a chocolate persimmon. Oh, that's okay. used for cross pollination for other persimmons. Okay. So, so sort you, of. You can kind of give chocolates. Uh, roses. We talked about. I'm just trying to think of other stuff. That the uh, orchid is the best. Yes, thing. the orchid is probably going to receive a. If you have a choice between the orchid and the onion, nah. you probably <laughs> the want to do the orchid. Yes, <laughs> just I'm just saying. All right, let's see. Uh, Trace, we got about a minute or so before we get caught up with news. What else? You could give a whole certified butterfly. I mean, you could give a yeah. all the plants necessary for a butterfly you garden. Bet. That's a great one. That is a great one. It's a great one. We got to plant it. We got it on paper, and you can see what it looks like, and uh, works. It works pretty slick. Uh, the response to Planting all the right plants is almost immediate. You know, you, you planted them this spring, and you'd have the butterflies in there for, for this summer. All right. We got about, uh, about 30, 40 seconds left before we uh, get caught up with the news. Trace, what else? Well, let's see. We've got, uh, well, we already mentioned geraniums, and we're going to get a lot more colors of those in this oh, week. Oh, good. Uh, They're pretty, though, the pink ones. Yeah, geraniums are good at this time of the year. And then uh, so the topiaries are pretty, the cyclamen. <laughs> So lots of color, lots of things. We'll tell you more about them in just a second. By the way, uh, we'll tell you more about some of the events that are happening at Millburgers in just a little while. Uh, go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about them on your own or to follow through. But there's a lot of stuff happening in February. We'll tell you more about that coming up. And Mark? Yep, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, this is The Answer. Breaking news stimulating talk this is 9 30 a.m the answer klup terrell hills san antonio news this hour from townhall.com i'm michael harrington the trump administration unveils a new prescription drug discount plan details from white house correspondent greg cluxton the plan would take now hidden rebates enjoyed by drug companies and insurers and channel them directly to consumers when they go to pay for their medications. Patients with high drug copays stand to benefit the most from the proposal. And Health Secretary Alex Azar is asking Congress to provide the prescription discount to all patients, not just those covered by government programs like Medicare. Some Democrats say the plan doesn't do enough to lower high prices. Greg Clugston, Washington. 
The Pope has arrived in the United Arab Emirates. The National, a state-linked English-language newspaper in Abu Dhabi, has described the Pope's three-day visit as a dream come true for the country's estimated one million Roman Catholics. With the trip, Francis is seeking to turn a page in Christian-Muslim relations. But while Christians can worship in churches built on land donated by the country's rulers, blasphemy and other tough laws carry a possible death sentence. I'm Charles de Ledesma. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam standing firm against calls for him to step down. They're coming from inside his party now over a a blatantly racist photograph in his 1984 medical school yearbook. The photo features one person in blackface and somebody else in Klan robes. He denies being in the photo, even though he apologized for being in it just the day before. Yesterday, he admitted to wearing blackface on one occasion in 1984. The school is investigating the yearbook. The trial of alleged drug lord Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, highlighting how pervasive corruption in Mexico complicates U.S. law enforcement fight against the drug cartels. Juries begin deliberating tomorrow. They've heard testimony that says Guzman Associates bribed top Mexican officials. More on these stories at townhall.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. Trace is with us sitting on the porch here at Millburgers talking gardening and ready to help you at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What else you got over there? I was uh, just talking to uh, Trace about the uh, caladium bulbs. We got a, we got a yeah. question in. Uh, people always trying to fool Mother Nature, you know. So this person says, can I put my caladium bulbs in the ground now and cover the soil with a tarp? We really, uh, anyway, to, to warm the soil up. He, know, he knows the soil needs to be warm. So he wants early uh, caladiums and put a tarp on it. I don't think that'll work. Well, probably so, the my answer would be put them in a nursery pot, black nursery pot. Yeah, that's where they let them get commercial nursery. Yeah, let them get growing and then transplant to the ground. Once they have leaves, the soil temperature is not as right, critical. Right, right, You'll get more heat from a clear plastic or even a black plastic than you would a tarp. I would think. Yeah, tarps have a pretty good insulating forest answers that i would not advise this caladiums need warm soil uh to initiate growth putting them in a cold soil only invites their rooting i would wait until mid-march or early april uh you can buy them when they come in probably middle of this month or late this month i would expect them any time now yeah uh, and then then hold them uh, unless you want to pot them up like Kate uh, Trace was talking about. And that that's a good idea too. Might be fun to experimental with a little <laughs> bit of a. Uh, you'd have to have cover enough soil with a clear plastic to <clears throat> heat a heat a wide area. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that moisture under there might give you. I think it's going to rot them. Rot. Because of the cool even, soil. Even if, it, even if it's clear, I think it's going to cause them to rot. Because you got to water it before you cover it. Right. What else you got going on? Is it beneficial to put compost around plants, trees, or grass this time of the year? For its answers, I would recommend that mulch other than compost around your plants or trees purely from an economic standpoint. Compost can be used as a mulch, but the cheaper bark mulch or just shredded tree leaves will do the same job, preventing moisture loss through evaporation and preventing weed germination. Compost is best used when incorporated into the soil. When used as a top dressing on the grass in the spring, it's recommended that you aerate the lawn with a plug-pulling aerator at the same time. This allows the compost to go into the hole enriching the soil and providing some limited nutrients at the same time. Uh, it's the only way to get uh, organic material into an established lawn. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, Malcolm Becker used to always say uh, I always ask him when's the best time to top dress your lawn with a combo and he said well nature does it in the fall so, that's true so that that's, that's what he was going for and I, ha- I have an Esperanza which has a fair, fairly large root cluster Will it hurt if I cut it in half with an axe and and move a, a half to another location? And for its answers, <laughs> as long as both halves have upright stems with roots, it should be fine. I've never thought about the transplanting an Esperanza. I guess. I mean, I mean it's, it's, dividing such a, it's such an inexpensive plant. I would yeah, just leave the one alone and buy a new one. <laughs> the axe is going to cost a whole lot more than a new plant. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we usually don't think about root dividing uh, Esperanza. Salvia work, really works easy to oh, root yeah. divide. Lantanas. Lantanas are a little tougher. If somebody wants to plant cactus along a low fence to keep some fi- some sea sheep away from it. Do I lay them flat? It's a, uh, very, we get very few questions on how to grow cactus. Along with sheep. Yeah. Do I lay them flat and cover with soil or half in the soil vertically? You're not going to, those sheep are going to get hurt if you lay them flat and cover them with soil. Uh, they're going to trick them, huh? When, oh, they, when yeah. they're going under the fence. Oh, Never mind. It was oh. trying, trying to be silly. Oh, okay. You, you mean the cactus? Do you lay them flat and cover them? Yeah. Uh, Forrest says. Forrest picked up on that. Said I assume that you're <laughs> oh, talking really? <laughs> about prickly pear. Oh, okay. <laughs> Either way will work. I recommend that you stand them up and just bury enough to keep them standing. Water them when you do it, and then forget them. Uh, the f- first time um, Dr. Laura Shreve uh, 
who passed away was the horticulturist in Uvalde, and he was growing uh, he was growing cactus out of uh, out of uh, Mexico for their napolitos uh, for the for large fruit. Yeah. Oh, for the the fruit tunas tunas. Yeah, because the napolitos is the the leaves. leaves. The leaf, okay. Pads, yeah. Pad, yeah. That Paul, your Paul Cox used to eat all. Oh of that. man! <laughs> they blame part of his stomach problems. I bet. I bet. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he used to. He was fanatical about sunflowers. Yeah. What well, well, was not funny at all, but kind of disgusting, was when he'd get a a thorn in his in his uh, gum. Yeah, looked like an old horse uh, chewed down on something bitter, you know, and raise his lip and try to pick the thorn out of the, <laughs> his gum. Poor Paul. Memories, memories of Paul. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, anyway, Doctor Tree was collecting them, so I had my first cactus growing. Uh, he gave me some uh, some of the uh, pads to root mm-hmm. and uh, I went to a lot of the, I got paintbrush uh, stirs you know to, to put on either side of the cactus pad to hold it up upright in a pot I put it in the greenhouse and Probably fertilized a little bit. <laughs> I have a feeling I know where this is Those going. Those things stood there for a while, <laughs> yeah. and then they took the greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very successful in uh, rooting my first cactus path. And, of course, we always have people, when they come visit down here, and you take them down, down south, southwest, Yeah. and they see all that cactus out there. They want to know if they can pick some and take some home. Yeah. <laughs> now there's yeah. uh, there's places all over the world no. uh, where they're <laughs> trying to uh, control that cactus. Yeah. South Africa was. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> as tall as these trees. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. The elephants can barely get through it in some of these wildlife refuges. I, I w- just couldn't I believe it. I wonder if prickly pear sticks an elephant. Probably the skin is too tough. Um, all I know is that they avoided, you know, they they avoided, avoided it. Yeah, they kind of went around and it, and uh, they're trying to, the wildlife refuge is trying to keep paths open for them. So oh, okay. So Maybe it does hurt them. Yeah, I don't, I, I just took it for granted that it would be, <laughs> would hurt them. But you know, their skin is so tough. tough. Yeah. That's a little little known, little ask about question. No, I don't think we've ever had that. Uh, we, we don't have pr- elephants down here. No, Forrest has never gotten a question. No. I'm I've not. got prickly pear in my yard. and I, <laughs> I know elephants. We bought some elephants. I'm trying to start. <laughs> should, I, should I remove it? <laughs> is it going to hurt my elephants? Um, yes, the, the, the uh, issue there is don't. I mean, be careful how where you put prickly pear because it'll take oh, yeah. both, both Jerry's example and the South African example. Yeah, it takes over. I think I would have just planted an agarita along the fence. Yeah, that would have been better. You can get the berries then. Yeah, and it's not, it's it's controllable. 
Another, qu- another question is, I have a 10-year-old, 15-foot-high Mexican fan palm. The trunk is 8 inches <laughs> from the concrete house slab. And not very far. Mm-mm. Can these roots cause damage to the slab? How aggressive da- uh, slash strong are these roots? Far said they're 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 pretty much uh, fibrous roots, and not going to cause any damage to your slab. In fact, if it's dry under there, under the slab, the uh, uh, there it's like it's supposed to be. The roots will not even grow under the slab. We get a lot of pe- people ask that question, and uh, that that's the answer. Uh, you know, they say, well, my oak tree is close to the slab. Um, I've got an oak tree close to the house. I planted an oak tree close to the house. Uh, the only only problem you have with planting a, an oak tree or a pecan tree or whatever close to the house is not damage to the slab. It's damage to the roof when the limbs start falling. Or, or if they fall. When the winds blow, even. Yeah. Rub them. Right. Rub, rub their shingles. Yeah. And, the, and then your insurance company also. Uh, then that's got to go. That's got to go. Because the roots are a threat. I mean, uh, the uh, branches are a threat for sure. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio. 866-308. 8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. I mentioned that we were going to tell you about some of the stuff that was happening at Millburg. Oh, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Yeah, talk about what's coming up on the uh, 16th. All right, so we have an adult seminar yep, uh, with David, David Rodriguez, Rodriguez, and he's going to talk about cleaning up from the freeze damages mm-hmm. and what to trim, when to trim it, what to fertilize it with to get the best results for the plant coming back healthy. Yeah. Uh, and he does a little question-answer thing afterwards, so he, he, he takes specific questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got, same we got day. the big show that same day. Yeah. We've got uh, pony rides. We've got face painting. We have a petting zoo. We have the Texas Weather Band. We've got Fritos and Chili. Mm-hmm. And we will, the star of the show is the 2019 Rodeo Tomato. The proceeds for the sale of that day will go to the Bear County Master Gardeners. Yeah, to benefit the Youth Gardeners Program. So and that's the uh, 8849? I think so. Did I do that right? You did yeah. good, Benton. It's not easy to remember. HM. HM, 8849. What's HM stand for? Not like David, uh, David called Harris it. Moran? Yes. Yeah, Moran, not Moron. No, I, I said Moran. <laughs> David Rodriguez calls it. <laughs> Harris Moran. I slap him when he Thank you. That. Yeah, so that's going to, um, and we have some of those in now. I can see two or three six-packs, but I'll have a slug of them in. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. That this week. So, yeah, it's just uh, you can come get them now if you want, but uh, just uh, if not, hang around and wait until the 16th and pick them up here at the nursery. 16th is not going to be too far off, not next week, but the week after. So we, we like to do this because not everybody can make it to the rodeo. Yeah. Not everybody wants to. Go to the rodeo. True. All the people and stuff down there. So if you still want them to benefit, 
you can stop by here and get one of those tomatoes on that day, and uh, all the money still goes to where it's supposed to. That's nice of you. Trey. It is. Nice of me, brother. Yeah. And let's see. So that's, oh, and by the way, uh, the Trace mentioned the chili, Fritos, drinks, pony rides, petting zoo, face painting. All those are free. However, uh, you can uh, make a donation if you get like a, a balloon. Is it the balloon artist? No. No. Okay. Uh, if you have the face painting and one of your kiddos does it on that uh, Saturday, you can just make a donation out of the kindness of your heart, and a lot of our folks do, to the uh, San Antonio Food Bank. They'll accept donations for what they do. What are we going to have? We're going to have pony rides and a petting zoo. What are we going to have for a petting zoo? Uh, they Last year they had uh, an alpaca. Okay. And some goats. I think they had a pig. <laughs> and a few Pet other a smaller things. You okay. had a pig. Cool. You can even kiss the pig. We'll see if we can't uh, capture some raccoons and opossums and skunks. Hey, those, we, we, have those, we have those all the time here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, that's right. We could just <laughs> catch them here. I encourage you to pet them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. A great day to head on over to Millburgers is today because you'll find terrific savings. I've got so much to tell you about. We're going to start off with our state flower. That Texas Blue Bonnet is a Texas superstar, and it's on sale here at Millburgers for just two forty-eight in the six-inch pot. This Texas tradition is absolutely gorgeous. Put it in the yard or do like I do and put them in containers and enjoy them throughout the spring. Fruit trees are on sale at Mill. Burgers. Now is the best time to buy, and the best selection of the year is at Mill Burgers. Apples, peaches, pears, plums, apricots, and more, all varieties selected and recommended to do well in this area. On sale in the five gallon container. Are you ready? $26.88. Berries and grapes are on sale in the two and three gallon containers for just $19.88. You'll save on pecan trees and much, much more at Mill Burgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800 500 If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need.
that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. The largest real estate education event in the country is coming. Mark your calendars. Saturday, April 27th. Join thousands of investors and expert educators. This is not a pitch fest. No slick salespeople or presentations. All sessions are educational and taught by successful investors and industry experts. Pick from topics like single-family rentals, buying apartment communities, becoming a passive investor, raising capital, retirement, asset protection, tax-free income, 1031 exchanges, finding, fixing, and funding your investments, and more. Go to WealthAndPassiveIncomeExpo.com. Use promo code EXPO19 and get in for just $10. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. The hatred among most Democrats for President Trump is so strong, I doubt there will be an agreement on funding for a border wall. Yes, the bipartisan group tasked with arriving at a mutual agreement is making the right sounds, but the Democrat leadership in the House and Senate will likely hear none of it and come up with an excuse not to agree to anything. They want another government shutdown because polls show Republicans and Trump mostly were blamed for the last one. Politics is all they care about and destroying the president, not the country or its interests. I hate to put it that way, but how else would you put it? Our southern border is not being protected. Agents want a wall, and who knows better than they do what will work. I hope the president puts some of those agents in the balcony during his State of the Union address next week, as well as people whose relatives were murdered by illegals crossing the border. That may not move the likes of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, but it might move the country to pressure them to vote for a wall or a barrier that actually works. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. You give us a call and be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. So, um, what did Calvin write about yesterday? I was, right, I was reading Calvin's article. Uh, it's digging now in yesterday's uh, Express. Uh, in my essay on Section C, uh, you can't miss it with that that uh, big that picture of uh, icicles. Icicles, yeah. On citrus, uh, I, I think somebody sprayed some water on there. I should have sprayed water on my citrus. Got taken a picture. Oh, when it froze, you know, when it got cold. I never, I never thought about that. Okay. Anyway, in the digging now, Calvin's talking about his favorite vines over there. Uh, now's the time. To, now's a good time to cut back the unwanted vines on your fences and growing over trees and shrubs. Now, where, where am I going to take good pictures of? Is uh, cat's claw, cat's claw, and smilex? Is that the smilex? Smilex. Yeah. Uh, are the worst offenders. Cat's claw will completely shade its host plant. 
That's what Kevin got in here. I wonder, is there, is Cat's Claw Grow, I was trying to remember if I've seen it anyplace else around the the city. Have you seen it? No, I haven't, no. Mm-hmm. You know, when I saw that thing blooming. Yeah, it's certainly. It's impressive. It, uh, in my neighborhood, it's uh, over everything. Grows across the the lawn even. <laughs> So it's a savage, but there's a lot. Of, you know, there's a lot of vines like that. That uh, yeah, Smilex is one for sure. Uh, I don't know what they they call it something else, but it takes a little. It's easier. I find it easier if I can spray. You know, if there's no good plant, there's no uh, plants to protect around it, like on a fence, then you can just spray remedy. But usually, you just. You cut it, cut it off, yeah. and then just take your little uh, applicator and just touch those as many of those stems uh, coming out of the ground as you can. Absolutely. And, and it says brush on some cut vine and stump killer to the soil side of the cut. The soil side of the cut, and the vine won't resprout. No, uh, the herbicide bottle includes the br- the brush, the brush that you put it on with. In cases where the remedy version of the product can be sprayed directly onto the foliage, and that would be places that uh, there's not uh, a desirable uh, plants uh, in the vicinity. But it happens quite often. Uh, that works, too. Yeah, like the cut vine, the uh, cat's claw gets so thick that you're pretty safe. You spray one side of spray one side of it, and it just doesn't penetrate. So you yeah. can kind of keep control of your... And re- remedy is potent, so you want to be real hesitant to use it and only use it in those spots where you won't get close to... Uh, Roses or uh, any of the other plants that are desirable. I at uh, weeds that I mean the uh, weeds will. Uh, Can we ask your question on the air? We we cool. Here you go. You grab the mic. You can put those guys down. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to help you. What you got? Broccoli and you. broccoli. Yeah, I have two broccolis. Yeah. Well, go ahead and talk in the mic if you don't mind. Okay. There you go. They're the same. They're uh, the same variety. The leaves are different. Right, uh, the they, leaves are different. This one is green. So they're mature. They're uh, immature. They're small leaves. The small leaves. So this one is going to turn back to yeah, this. absolutely. Okay. Sometimes, well, you you want you want the plants that look look the best yes. and have good uh, green stems. Yes. And uh, those look pretty good anyway. I'd get the little ones. Yeah. You got a little one. I okay. get the little one. Okay. Yeah, these harden off a little bit. You see these? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And I have uh, more questions. Sure. I'm trying to grow watermelon in Africa. Actually, I took the seeds there last year. But when I got there, the rain was too much at the time. I couldn't plant. So I'm waiting for maybe this by March to start planting where there's still a little bit of sun before the rain comes. So what do you think? What? I don't know. Watermelons. Yes. What, uh, 
What it country is it? What part of Africa? Nigeria, West Africa, and uh, Nigeria, West Africa. Nigeria, yeah. And it's uh, the southern part. Okay. The rain is it's a rain is uh, it's a rainforest over there. Yeah. But the sun comes. I I planted some samples. Uh, the sample was too late because the sun was too high already when uh, I planted the now sample. Now, they, they managed you to grow it in uh, South Africa, but that's more, you got more moderate climate yes. there. Yes. Um, gosh, yeah, I don't know if that'd be. They, what are the too, issues when we grow watermelon they here? Grow watermelon we there, but uh, it's different species. I, I took Klondike um, and California sweet. Uh, another speech. Did, I, did you try it in the? I uh, tried it. I tried it. California sweet. I even tried it here before I left. When I tried it here, they didn't. They didn't produce no fruit. Hmm. And also, uh, my in, uh, uh pumpkin. I tried the pumpkin. It grew over here. There was so much flowers, but never. I never had a female uh, flower. I think we get that a lot on the pumpkins. Yeah. 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 I think so it's, I what, think it's what, here. So what, what is the cause did, of that? When you planted it over there, was it a I, winter time? I didn't, I didn't plant the, I didn't oh. plant the, um, the pumpkin. But yeah. I did the, the California sweet. And the watermelon? And it, yes. It did produced the, seed. the foliage grow at uh, all? It, yeah, it, yes. It was good. And then it, but the timing was off, kind of off. It uh, it happened to be just little rain before the heavy sun came up. It did produce still, but not as much. Yeah. Uh, but over here, I never saw any fruit. Well, we grow. Let's see what when we planted it. March, April, here, and then we see our fruit in the hot. It can take take our hot summer, but it's a dry summer. Hmm. So that yeah, that'd be tough. Now uh, you know, watermelons uh, originated, I think, in uh, Africa. Yes, yes. But, but uh, probably the drier part. Probably of not the yeah. rainforest. But yeah, not, not the, the rainforest. rainforest. I think the weather is okay. If the timing is good. What I did, uh, my mistake was that it wasn't a mistake. I got there, the rain. I had other things to do. I planted cassava. I wanted to harvest cassava from the land before planting the watermelon. But I couldn't get to harvesting on time. So the rain came too hard. So I couldn't plant. Yeah. So, and then I'm waiting now till March will be, I figure will be the, uh, my, uh, the ideal time. So. You know what, I, I think, uh, Jerry and I think of ourselves as great experts, but I don't, think we know diddly about growing things in Nigeria. <laughs> I would stick with uh, the, the uh, smaller round melon rather than the elongated melon. One That's like, what they grow there. One yeah. like Crimson Sweet. And they, they grow the round ones. Yeah, so, right, right. Yes. No, so but They grow the round one. I thought I would make it, I would try to introduce the, oh, another thing. I also took uh, um, honeydew with me. Yeah. Uh, the honeydew I took with me was, I got it from HEB, and I collected the seeds. When I planted it with the additional um, addition of manure to the soil, 
They were so big. They were actually bigger than the ones. I've what seen was it? Michigan. What was the plant? Honeydew. Honeydew. Honeydew melon. Oh, melon. really? Yes. And it was good. Yeah, it sweet? was. It was sweet, and they were bigger than. They were bigger than the ones I've seen in HEB. Mm -hmm. Wow. However, the sun was too much on it, so the sun, this mean. Uh, did some damage to some of them. Yeah, so, sunburn. Yeah, sunburn. But some of them got sunburn. Otherwise, they did so well. That's interesting. Yes. So if you had success with honeydew, does that help you in picking? No? Okay. Watermelon, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, there, there are honeydews that have more foliage than other honeydews. Okay. So uh, if you didn't, if you don't know what variety that was, but uh, you can get some seed of honeydew off the rack mm -hmm. and maybe try several varieties. Yes. And see which one had more foliage, more foliage on Okay. The honeydew, like I said, did okay. They did okay. I had no problem with it. It's my, as a watermelon that I bought so much seeds from here that I have not planted. That I'm planning to make sure they do well. That's fine. But they're elongated. Yes, they're the elongated ones. I also have the round ones too. Yeah, the round ones. Yes, I have the, the, both of them. The reason you use the round one rather than the elongated one mm. is because the elongated one a lot of times won't fill out, won't pollinate. All the seed in there have to be pollinated yeah. before the elongated melon will fill out. Okay. You know, make it make the melon. Would you recommend a hand pollination? And if it's a big farm, how do you... Do you have bees? Uh, do you not see? really. They said it plays some fire so much that uh, the bees are not so many anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could try hand pollinating. Mm -hmm. When the, when the little, little fruit, the female fruit... Yes. It sounds like you know what that is. Uh -huh. uh, female fruit is it just... Dump comes on. You want to fur? You want to pollinate it that day? Yes, uh, that is that Be day. When before you say it gets that up. day, before, it <laughs> before gets the up. sun gets up. Okay, another. I did try something like that. I saw at a mechanic shop. By the mechanic shop, the mechanics ate watermelon and threw the seeds away. So I I recognized the seeds as they were growing. Right. When I got there, I went to the plants and actually hand pollinated a few of them okay two, two or three okay. and then the following two days i came back they were up okay good they, they grew and then when the mechanics saw me they i told them what to do and uh, later on the boys harvested the watermelon and waited for me to come around before they cut it Okay, <laughs> and they gave me a part of it. I was so I was so satisfied. I was so happy. <laughs> but I, it was a way for me to try out what I was about. Yeah, to do. yeah. So, okay, and that worked out. So I'm hoping that mine will work out. But just I'm thinking, what is the best time to put them on the ground? So um, yeah, but I'm not sure. So well. the weather there is uh, from now. Now it's hot. It's called Hamatan. The right. Hamatan. That is dry weather. Oh, now, is there, now the dry weather starts? It, yes. It's already on since uh, November ending. How long will it last? It will last till early part, early part of uh, no, 
middle part of uh, end part of uh, February. Oh. So, no. so seems, seems like it. Have you got water? Have you got access to water? I I do have access to water, but the land, uh, the the farm is not. Uh, I couldn't. I've not been able to do irrigation on the farm because it's fairly big, about 15 acres. So I'm going to depend on the rain. Yeah. And uh, from March. Ide- ideally, yeah. uh, because of the diseases that you have yeah. on the on the foliage. Yes. Uh, the dry spell, dry season, if you could water, yes, would be the best time to grow watermelon. And then it probably would have been better to plant it at the beginning of that dry right, season. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, when does the dry, the dry season? season? Yeah. When does that start? It's now. It's still on now. But it's only a couple of weeks? Uh, before it's over. Five, about five weeks before it's over. Oh. Yeah, where you want to you get the plant started. Yes. And then... They, then you go into the dry, get some foliage going and stems going and everything, and then you go into the dry so that disease pressure and everything is less. Right. Okay, when is the disease pressure high? When it rains. When it rains. Okay. When, if there's any kind, what are the likely diseases that I might have? What are the what? Likely diseases. Uh, powdery, powder mildew, downy mildew. Uh, some of the fusarium yeah. wilts, and uh, but mo- most of these seeds uh, that you get off the seed rack yes. have disease resistance built into the. It's a hybrid seed. I I ordered them here. I didn't get them from the uh, rack. Oh, well, we okay. Well, I ordered mm. the same. Mm. They only uh, they're only selling hybrid seed. Mm. That have have those uh, disease qualities uh, built into. How do you avoid that? How do you avoid the? Yes, those. Uh, uh, in a, in a rainforest, because there's so much rain every day, and the foliage stays wet so long. Uh, the commercial farmers use. Uh, fungicides. Okay, fungicide that kills the fungus on there. Okay, how do you? Is it liquid or powder? It's liquid. Do you spray it on the on the plants? Right. Okay. So, do you have? But I, I, I doubt yeah, if you'd be able to get uh-huh. get any over, over there. Okay. If you can, if you can give me the names, uh, possibly by writing it for me, I'll. Okay. Well, let's do this, and we'll take it. We're, we're on the air, so let's take a break, and we'll let him do that. And, okay. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. Our phone number two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And I'm actually reading online from an article called "Make Millions Farming Watermelon Anywhere in Nigeria." So, are you serious? No, I'm serious. <laughs> There's an article online. Have you seen yes. the article? I think, oh, not really, but I've oh. seen some. Okay. Mm. Well, that may have the. It said to grow them at the end of the rainy season. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay. 210-308-8867. Yeah. I said at the outset or the end of the rainy season. Back in a moment on 930 a.m., the answer.
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevard Road. A great day to head on over to Millburgers is today because you'll find terrific savings. I've got so much to tell you about. We're going to start off with our state flower. That Texas Blue Bonnet is a Texas superstar, and it's on sale here at Millburgers for just $2.48 in the six-inch pot. This Texas tradition is absolutely gorgeous. Put it in the yard or do like I do and put them in containers and enjoy them throughout the spring. Fruit trees are on sale at Millburgers. Now is the best time to buy and the best selection of the year is at Millburgers. Apples, peaches, pears, plums, apricots, and more, all varieties selected and recommended to do well in this area. On sale in the five-gallon container. Are you ready? $26.88. Berries and grapes are on sale in the two and three-gallon containers for just $19.88. You'll save on pecan trees and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at Millburger Nursery. This is Lance Hoppus. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for the God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded. A call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life. A call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments, and Bill of Rights, which we were given from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Make 2019 the year you go to the Holy Land. Get complete details and sign up for Stand with Israel 2019 at 930amtheanswer.com. That's 930amtheanswer.com. If you are looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio, then come down and see us today at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. We are proudly veteran-owned and operated and care deeply about professionalism and your privacy. I'm Tony Arterburn, and as owners of Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange, my wife Melissa and I buy all of our gold and silver coins and bullion direct from the trading floor to give you the most up-to-date pricing. And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, we pay you top dollar. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text us today for more info or to set an appointment. 888-667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. 
brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Ed is on the line. We'll see if we can help him now. Ed, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys? Good. What's going on? It's the sun's well, fighting to come out. Questions. Um, I, I, uh, I love a brand name. A few weeks brand. ago, I talked to you all about how the weather was sort of interesting, and uh, it had made my uh, a bunch of plants that don't normally freeze uh, were really damaged by the frost. Um, I have a. I know what to do with most of them, but on this oleander, every branch the, about has about uh, the tip of it is dead. And should I cut just the tips off, or should I cut it back severely, or what should I do to make that thing? Well, how? I mean, how a larger plant is it? Uh, it's about. Uh, Oh, maybe five feet high and and five feet in diameter. I I would uh, if the stem, you know, if you can do selective cuts. But generally, the the easiest thing might just be to do do it at the the soil at the base. You can do either way. Yeah. Um, yeah. The further you cut it back, the less blooming you're probably going to have this year, though. Now, now the one of the issues is though with oleander, that's one of those plants that uh, it looks like it's got partial damage, but then you'll it's, it gets into the hot summer. Sometimes it can grow out of it. Yeah, it's uh, then you'll end up with dead branches uh, in. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd probably wait till the end of the month, just cut off whatever that you could tell had freeze damage, and then go ahead and feed it. At that time, how long has it been in place? Uh, probably three or four years. Oh yeah, yeah, that that should recover. Whichever direct, whichever decision you make, it'll recover. I just find oleander sometimes it's hard to to trim it attractively. It always seems like it's easier just to cut it down down the ground. You know, start at the ground and start over, but. Then Trace is right. You won't get as much bloom if you could if you do that this summer. Okay. And you can always um, cut more. Yep. Yeah, and the freeze, of course, was what about uh, two? Well, one and a half to two months ago. So I think most of the damage is apparent at this point. And no, the last few years, I've had zero damage. But I think the plant was in sort of active growth mode when the freeze hit. And, and That's so, been a problem with a lot of plants this year. With yeah. Early frost. We had uh, nice weather, and then boom, there it was. There, well, there was a lot of plants that were hurt that don't normally get hurt. Yeah. There was no transit, you know, no slow getting, uh, getting them uh, subjected to cool weather before they got hit the hard hit. But... Uh, It'll work whichever you, uh, I, th- I think, whichever direction you go. Okay. Now, uh, just uh, in, 
you know, in danger of becoming like Lisa and asking you a lot of weird questions. Um, we've, we've heard them all more than once. So because I've, well, I've asked a few weird ones in the past, and I was uh, looking for something the other day online, and I noticed a tree called a polinia. I think it's that. I think that's how you pronounce Bohemia, it. It's an orchid tree. And, yeah, it has different colored flowers. Uh, they're really big on talking about how that thing grows fast and, and does all kinds of wonderful things. Why it can, it it can freeze it here. growing here? It, it can definitely freeze here. Um, some of the nicest ones I've seen are actually on the river walk where they're in their own microclimate, so they don't, they don't get as... Uh, hit as the rest of the town does there is a native orchid tree that that works very very well here the blooms are smaller and it's white um if i were going to do one that would be the one i would do okay well, what is the uh, tree that jerry calls eggy toilet paper and an aqua an aqua okay yeah. all That's right a, longhorn would call it sandpaper tree yeah. Well, I've got one, but I couldn't remember what it was called, and I, I'm uh, getting where a lot of stuff is hard to remember, so I'm making these little aluminum tags, and but I couldn't remember what that one was called. That's a that's a great native tree. You don't see it yep. too often, but uh, it, it should be used far more frequently than it is. Yeah, it's good. Uh, bird, it's good for birds and uh, attractive. Really, a dense. Shade tree too. It's on the. In fact, it's on the CPS. It is list, which surprised me because it is slow growing. I've got one that's about that I bought here, that is about uh, twenty five feet tall now, after close to twenty years. <laughs> about a foot a year, huh? Seems like it. Yeah. Well, I'm always looking for some uh, deciduous trees that are native and that, you know, can survive the just being planted. And uh, Well, that one know. wants to be an evergreen, except the, the freeze, the November 14th freeze, did knock, knock the leaves off. Knocked all the leaves off the ones we had. Another yeah, one I is the um, Mexican olive, yeah. where the leaves got knocked, knocked off, but... Well, one of the trees that I like to plant is the bodark. Uh, uh, they don't seem to be susceptible to anything, at least as far as I've my experience has been. Except ugliness. The way you quit. That's a beautiful tree. Osage orange. Osage orange. Well, I think uh, as long as you... Uh, you know, I, I've had some that I've planted and literally planted in watered two or three times and then they survive but one of the things that they do need uh from what i can tell is that you need to uh trim the lower branches occasionally to get them to grow up otherwise they just sort of turn into a big bush but once you do that they're a pretty nice tree yeah so have you done a lot of the sumacs or anything like the the uh, texas persimmon well, I've There's got a lot uh, of pretty little sumacs. I, I've got a. I planted some evergreen sumac, but then I discovered that they're not really evergreen. They just lose their leaves at a different time of the year. They're like a live oak, and I, I planted them because I wanted uh, to use them as a screen. 
and then I realized that, you know, there's a period of time when they, you know, don't act as a screen. They're pretty much bare. Everybody's quiet. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, was, all right. I, was, I was in listening mode. Okay. What else? Ed? What else, Ed? Anything? No, that's good. I appreciate your help. Cool. All right. Thanks, man. Hey, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. All right. Going to go back to the phones line, phone lines now. James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Just fine. Thank you. Hey, listen, I called a couple of weeks ago, and the guys helped me, as usual. Uh, I had some concern about some older radish seeds, and I threw them in a container. I'm looking at them, and it looks like... Um, yeah, I had a question or concern if the seed was viable, but I think every one of them has come up. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, they got hearts. I didn't know this about radishes. It's been so long since I planted them, but the, the seed leaves, not the true leaves, they, they're almost heart-shaped, which right. is inter- yeah, interesting to me. But anyway, my question is, I'm going to have to thin these out. They're in a container. Um, how far, since I didn't keep the packet or I don't know where I laid it, out on the table... Uh, the thinning, the spacing on these. Because I'm going to have to thin these out here. Two to three inches? Yeah. That, because that, they don't last soon? long. And, and do it soon. Yeah. And then. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do it right now. Harvest, as as harvest in between. Yeah. Two. yeah. Two to three inches. Okay. Two to three inches. And now, is this is going to sound like a stupid question. Is that from the distance from stem to stem, per se? Because it's a solid mat with the leaves. So I'm going to pluck them out so about two that's inches from stem, the that's stem. from stem to stem gotcha okay that's all i need i appreciate it okay thank you for Bye, calling. thank you james you take care all right uh, a man a man from uh, uh our Nigeria. that asked our african question yes. he wants to know when that the this show is going to be uh yeah televised uh broadcast again well, you can. Well, it's not broadcast again, but it's podcast. Podcast. On, that's what just, I'm it's on nine thirty a.m. Theanswer.com. And when? How long will it take before this show? Uh, it is should on. be up Monday or Monday or Tuesday at the latest. But Monday it'll be should be up. Monday. And go to here. I'll, I can write it down for you. It it should be up by then. I just need a pen. Anybody got a pen I can borrow? I got a pen. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. How about a piece of which? Oh man! Where's where's your daconil uh, paper? Where where's that paper? Where's the paper that you? Uh, yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Y'all talk a second. I'll you write need this any, down. You need any ink in that pen, I'm Milton? Or what? No, I'm okay. Can I do you something else? Uh, help you no, you've been very helpful. Uh, okay. We talked about a lot of programs being offered in February, and uh, the programs continue into March, too. So if you got a calendar, you can go to the, uh, the Milberger's website to get a lot of this information. But uh, uh, there will be a vegetable program at Dream Hill Estates over there at Medical oh, yeah. Center. Oh, yeah. you're talking about that. Cool. Yeah, so. it's, it's co-sponsored by Milberger's. And attendees, uh, it's uh, 9.30 in the morning to 11 in the morning. And uh, attendees uh, uh, will receive uh, one of the rodeo tomatoes plus a lot of information. I'll be presenting that. 
Also, that's the day of the South Texas Home Garden and Environmental Show down in Floresville. That's oh. an all-day program. Uh, so, you know, that could be a busy day uh, in, uh, in March. And then later, and the, we'll talk more about this as the month progresses, but um, the Orchid Show is back yeah. in place, and uh, San Antonio Orchid Society is sponsoring it. It's the 22nd, 23rd. 24th of March. We'll probably get probably get somebody. We'll inter, interview yeah, somebody we'll, we'll before then, and uh, go to if you want information. Uh, I think you can get Orchids uh, San Antonio Orchid Society. You should be able to find them out there. Cool. I, 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 you don't remember the exact name, do you? Of what the, the Orchid Society? No, I can look you, it up. Hang on. No, that's all right. Then we can get it later. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight. 8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call. They're having a heated discussion about our oh, podcast. I had a uh, yeah? something unusual, Milton. I don't know, this didn't happen too often, but uh, I'm giving a program in the Comel, uh, Four Seasons of Color at the Comel uh, Spring Series, and they had contacted me about a month ago and saying, well, will you announce this on the radio and uh, in your column? Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. But it turns out that they've got a full house already. So, oh. so they were really worried that we would be announcing uh, the program and they'd have to turn people back. It'd be like David's uh, program when we had the, the traffic jams here at Millburgers. Uh, Ashley looked it up, Alamo Orchid Society. Yeah, that's so good. That's Way to go, Ashley. Good work, Ashley. Because I couldn't remember. I know the, the San Antonio Orchid Society didn't sound right. Oh, okay, I, cool. All yeah, right. Alamo. Yeah, we'll get somebody on. We'll talk about that. I'll, that's 22nd we'll, through the 24th. And they, uh, they t- they'll talk about phalaenopsis, but they, they want to emphasize the fact that there's a whole... Lots of different kinds of oh, orchids. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of them, but dendrobium is another easy dendrobium, one to grow. Dendrobium, yeah. One to grow, but uh, yeah, we'll be talking about it. Yeah, when I was being schooled on orchids the first time, uh, they they told me that those are the two easiest to grow, uh, dendrobium and, uh, Phalaenopsis. and Phalaenopsis. What do they used to call? Oh, they call them moth moth ro- moth orchids. Moth orchids. Yeah. Because they look like a little moth. Uh-huh. Little petals do. Cool. But anyway, uh, yeah, that that would be interested. Uh, and they they also will have uh, orchids for sale there. I would oh imagine. yeah. And we'll, yeah, we'll we'll have the whole agenda. Yeah. We'll yeah, see we'll find out classes and the whole works. Hey, speaking of events coming up, um, before we uh, to wrap it up for the day, I want to tell you that here at Millburgers, on February 16th, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's uh, as we celebrate our rodeo tomato. You just and, like it because the food will be good. Uh, no, I like celebrating that rodeo tomato. That's exciting. Oh. It's kind of fun. <laughs> we'll have uh, country western music playing in the, from the uh, Texas Weather Band, face painting. We'll have a petting uh, zoo, pony rides. You have to be under 70 pounds. Uh, we'll have, uh, let's see, what else will we have? Uh, chili 
And we'll, of course, have the Rodeo Tomato HM8849. So uh, you want to uh, come on out here and uh, be a part of that on the 16th. David Rodriguez also be here that same day from 10 to noon. And uh, you can have, get lots of great information on cleaning up uh, your yard for the spring. Thanks to Ashley doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you next week on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.